neighborhood. My folks bought homes that were run down and fixed them up and we'd move on again. So I didn't belong to the country club. Mm. I didn't have a bowling alley in my basement. Mm. Uh, it was very different for me and so I think I felt compelled to prove myself by being just like them, mm. even though I wasn't. So I had to start pretending. So if they were all into this type of music, even though I might have thought it stunk and not my style, I'd get right in there and, oh yeah, this is cool, this is great. And you know, you do that enough and sooner or later you lose who you are. So that happens a lot as kids. I mean, I know we talk about peer pressure, mm -hmm. particularly as it relates to teenagers and you have teenagers, which we'll talk about, yeah. or preteens, we'll talk about in a few <laughs> They're minutes. the same nowadays, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> but um, is it true with adults? Do adults cave to peer pressure? I mean, is that part of what you're helping people understand is, is that you need to be more assertive, which will dis make you distinguish from the other people? Or what's the difference between a teenager, a 14-year-old, and a 44-year-old? Absolutely no difference. Mm -hmm. In fact, in my program, I teach women how to say no. And it always cracks me up that the same woman that will come up to me and say, well, I don't know if I can really say no to my colleague who wants me to, you know, go in on the birthday gift for someone's yeah. cubicle down the hall. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can do that. And I said, well, isn't that funny? Because you're constantly telling your children just say no to their peers, right. whether it be drugs or alcohol. I mean, without modeling the behavior, yeah. to me, you really aren't teaching them anything. Um, Yes, of course, we all still on some level want to be liked, but here's the difference. It's not so much about being assertive, or assertiveness is a byproduct, in my opinion, of self-acceptance. Mm. When you finally accept yourself just the way you are, you know, in my case, hail damage, thighs and all, mm -hmm. uh, then you aren't trying to win anyone's approval, and so then you can start using your voice. But I don't think there is a difference. I think there are still people showing up at the party pretending they like the music when they can't stand it. Yeah. What percentage of people do you think over the course of their lifetime come to self-acceptance? Mm. Not enough of us. I mean, even though that's what I teach, it's something I have to work on every day mm. because I think it's human nature to find our faults and to focus on those because sometimes because we want to get better um, but sometimes I just think you know it's where your mind goes and you have to get it out of the gutter so to speak and get it back on the success track mm -hmm. thinking a different way uh, unfortunately I think that a lot of it comes from growing up you know not listen I have two kids right. and I even stayed home with them in the beginning of their lives and I gave them all my time love attention and devotion and I'll tell you right now that one day they'll tell me it wasn't enough. <laughs> you know? I mean, and they'll go to counseling. Yeah, you know, I was singing to them while they were doing their little, you know, sitting on the toilet learning how to poop. I mean, I did it all, all right? And, you know, packing their lunches into smiley face, you know, and telling them how wonderful they are and that they can do it. I was the best cheerleader. And I'm sure on some levels I didn't give them what they needed, you know, to have true self-acceptance. Partly because every day... Well, not Monday through Friday, because my children aren't allowed to watch TV during the week. But, you know, every time they tune into any media, uh, it, it's constantly, re, re, or not, how do I want to say this? The media is consistently telling us who we should be, mm. and it's usually not who we are. And I know that's particularly true, uh, although I think it's increasingly changing, uh, particularly true about women. But uh, I'm reading more and more articles about how men are becoming more and more concerned with the way they look because the media is telling them the way that they should look and how thin they should be and how their hair should be and, you know, all that type of thing. Um, why do you suppose we think that other people are better than they are and we think we're worse than 
we are. I mean, isn't that really what it comes down to? Is it starts out as a kid, we mm-hmm. think the other kid is cool and popular, and we're not, and then we start. It changes our behavior in order to gain self-acceptance. But it's true when you, like you mentioned, you go to a party, you think the same thing is, oh, am I wearing the right clothes? And are they going to accept me? Or do I make enough money? What's at the root of that? Self-doubt, because without it, the media couldn't sell us anything. <laughs> it's one big advertising market on some level. <clears throat> but, but bigger than that, I think it's just that we don't spend enough time um, putting in the good. We don't spend enough time allowing ourselves those opportunities where we take the risks which create the growth and the belief. Mm. I mean, as long as we're looking at ourselves as nothing more than a package, we're always going to have self-doubt. But when we grow who we are on the inside, then that can change because, um, you know, if, if I didn't own who I was on the inside, I would look at growing old as just one big downer. Mm. Yeah. You know, because...